0: Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott
1: Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Beckton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another Score of 70 yards.
2: A quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the
1: space. Slops oh, oh, oh. a tackle and there he goes, Crowder. It's a foot race and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Hands to Davis wide open. Davis still going and he's in for the touchdown. Hill hit immediately. When he got the handoff. You know what? <laughs> Q-inator.
2: oh my gosh! Listen,
0: thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1, and we wanted to get the viewpoint of some people that aren't within the Jets' bubble as far as what the Jets did this offseason, so went out and got somebody that knows the NFL, the college ranks, and all of that. Also, one heck of a sports gambler, too. If you listen to the podcast during the season, he pops up on every Sunday show giving you his gambling tips. He's the original gangster, the OG of online draft content, Mr. Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com. Walter, what's going on, brother? Not much. Just
2: enjoying the summer and can't wait till football uh, in a couple of months. Uh, So thanks for having me on, Scott.
0: Always love talking to you, Walter. We were actually talking before we start recording about Ben Simmons. You might want to place a wager on where his next team is going to be because I don't think it's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers, right? No, I think he's going to be traded. I, I would love to see him uh,
2: get traded to Portland uh, for CJ McCollum uh, because uh, Lillard and McCollum don't work well together, and uh, the, the Blazers could, could use Simmons. I, I think that like Simmons and Lillard would, would play well together. Simmons may be moving to forward or center so that's that's my prediction
0: That's an interesting trade. It's been talked about a lot in Portland, I know. I think it would be good for both sides. You get a guy who's sort of underachieving for the same price point and flip him, and maybe the change of scenery would help. We'll see if that happens with one of the players that the Jets ended up trading who struggled here. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, I wanted to ask you about the hiring of Robert Salah. As an outsider, not somebody in this Jets bubble, what did you think of the Salah hire, and what did you think of how the process played out I personally like the fact that Joe Douglas wasn't connected to Salah because not that it's bad when one of these guys hires one of their buddies if that buddy is very qualified I just like the idea of going in with an open mind and casting a wide net and picking the guy that you think is the best not just somebody who you were comfortable with beforehand so what'd you think here
2: Yeah, I love the hire. I was surprised that he wasn't hired last year. And I guess it had to do with the 49ers advancing uh, deep into the playoffs. Um, But yeah, he was definitely one of the best candidates out there. Uh, And he's a great X's and O's guy uh, for defense. And he's a a team player. He's a players type of coach because you, you see him like always cheering on his players and his players like really play hard for him. Uh, so he has that going for him as well. Um, so I, I think, I think it was an outstanding hire and I, I agree with you that it's nice that, that Joe Douglas was not, um, connected to him at all. Cause there won't be any conflicts at all. You know, if solid disappoints, uh, there won't be any hesitation. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was, it was great. It was a great move by the Jets.
0: Did you like the coaching staff he put together?
2: I, I think it's, I think it's fine. I, I didn't have any issues with it. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's okay.
0: Let's talk a little bit about free agency The two biggest moves, or at least the ones that grabbed the headlines Were Corey Davis, the wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans Carl Lawson, the edge rusher from the Cincinnati Bengals There were some other under-the-radar moves too LaMarcus Joyner comes in on a one-year deal Keelan Cole, Sheldon Rankins What did you think overall of the Jets' strategy in free agency? And did you like the results that came about after everything was said and done?
2: I thought it was, uh, I guess, like a mixed bag. I wasn't a big fan of the Corey Davis signing just because he only had one good year in Tennessee. Uh, before 2020, he was seen as a big bust. And, uh, you know, he 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 had a good year. Um, but then you have to wonder if if it was because of the contract year. If, like, he, he finally tried hard or something. Uh, so I, I wonder if he's going to regress. Uh, so I, I think they paid him too much. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to him um, on, like, a shorter-term deal um, with less money. It's uh, Kind of a prove it uh, type of contract, but I, I think they overpaid for for Davis. But uh, I don't. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't the worst uh, move made in free agency. So it could pan out. Uh, but I love the Carl Carl Lawson signing. Uh, he's he's still young. He's a great edge rusher. It's something the Jets haven't had in a long time. Um, and yeah, it was nice that they were able to fix uh, to fill that need in free agency, so they didn't have to do that in the draft. Uh, I still think they need uh, edge rush help, but Carl Lawson is going to go a long way in in helping them get after the quarterback.
1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited
2: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
0: Walter, what did you think of the Sam Darnold deal? Did you agree with the decision to move on from him? Would you have traded him? Did you think they got fair value? And also... On a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you that it ended this way? Because all Jets fans, when Darnold came here, were so hopeful, so optimistic that he was finally going to be the answer to the quarterback problem. And last year, he regressed to the point where he had one of the worst seasons any Jets starting quarterback has ever had. What do you think about the whole situation, the trade, and how it ended for him here in New York?
2: Well, I mean, the trade made sense. I, I feel like you had to move on from him, um, given that the Jets were in position to take a franchise quarterback. Now, if, if the Jets had the 10th pick or something or the 12th pick and they couldn't get a quarterback, then I would say just keep, keep Darnold and see what he can do the following year. Uh, but they, the Jets had a chance to, to draft a franchise quarterback again, I guess. But uh, this time uh, they're going to get a, a you know a quarterback who's probably a better prospect uh, than Darnold. Um, and, and so, you know, Darnold seemed like broken here. Now, I, I think that might have been because of Adam Gase. Um, we've seen players uh, move on from Gase and play a lot better. Uh, like, you know, for example, Ryan Tannehill, um, Devontae Parker, uh, Kenny and Drake. Uh, there, there are several players who have done better after moving on from Adam Gase. So I think Sam Darnold could surprise some people in Carolina, especially with Joe Brady uh, coaching them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I can see Darnold having a good year and, you know, the Jets might be criticized for trading him. But I, I think it was the right move because they were able to get Zach Wilson, and you know what they got for for Donald was kind of the going rate for these uh, these first round busts. You know, like uh, Josh Rosen went for a second round pick, so I, I think it I think it made sense uh, from all sides. Uh, the Jets got a new quarterback, and they were able to get some value for uh, for their old quarterback.
0: Since you brought up Gase, were you surprised that it ended this badly for him here? I know a lot of us. Didn't like the hire and thought it was going to be bad. But I don't know that many of us thought it was going to be this bad. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I was surprised he was this bad. Um, in Miami, he got the Dolphins to the playoffs that first year. Even even when Tannehill got hurt, um, he had Matt Moore quarterbacking the team into the playoffs. Uh, so I, I, I initially thought Adam Gase was a better coach uh, than he ended up being um and, and yeah we we saw it every year and uh, like he just got worse and worse and it seemed like his decision making was was just terrible uh, i don't know why he would just start joe flacco and frank Gore last year it just made no sense like what well, just give some of the young guys some opportunities and it seemed like uh, like players who played uh, who, players who came to the jets got worse from where they were and players who left the jets or the dolphins before that Uh, They got better. Uh, So that's definitely not a good sign that that you're a good coach.
0: Walter, you're known for your year-round NFL draft coverage. So let's talk a little bit about the 2021 NFL draft and start with Zach Wilson. I know that Charlie Campbell, who is your senior draft analyst, he was on the show and he said if it was his decision, he'd have taken Justin Fields. He said that from what he understands, the consensus was that Wilson in most quarters was considered the number two quarterback in the class, but he preferred Fields. What did you think of this move? Did you like the Zach Wilson pick? What do you think of him in general, and would you have gone in a different direction, or is that the quarterback you'd have picked at number two?
2: Uh, I would have taken Fields as well. I, I just love Justin Fields the whole time, and it seemed like his stock dropped because of a couple of bad games in the middle of the year, and it's because he was hurt. So I, I don't really understand why he would fall that far. Um, but I, I don't have a problem with the Zach Wilson pick. I, I think he's going to be a good player. Um, the, the, the concern the, he has a couple of concerns. Like one is that he's uh, you know it's kind of like a one hit wonder, and second the level of competition. But um, I mean, he has he has like all the tools and uh, all the physical attributes to succeed. Uh, I, I know that there like some teams had uh, some off the field concerns with him, but I didn't really buy those. So um, I, I think I think the Jets made a good move um, outside of Zach Wilson, outside of Justin Fields. I think I would have taken Zach Wilson after that. So um, it, it's definitely, definitely a good pick.
0: I want to ask you about Elijah Vera Tucker, because one of the controversies that came about after the draft involving the Jets was a lot of the analytics guys were picking on the Jets move to go up from 23 to 14 and get Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, they gave up two third-rounders, got back a fourth, which people forget to mention. So it was really two-thirds for a fourth in order to move up from 23 to 14. I actually like the move a lot because my philosophy is if there's a guy that you think is an elite talent, especially at a position that you really want, and especially when you just drafted a quarterback at number two and you're looking at somebody that you think can help that quarterback right away, then go ahead and do it. If you pay a little bit above sticker price, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But a lot of the analytics guys hated it. Some of them said that Elijah Vera Tucker basically has to be a Hall of Fame level guard for this to be worth it. Where do you come down on this?
2: So I was initially uh, wasn't I was initially like not in favor of the of the move. I thought if you're going to move up for uh, you know that high in the first round, or relatively high, uh, you have to get a, a position of like more impact than a guard. Uh, but then I thought about it and, you know, the they Jets really have to protect Zach Wilson and, uh, you know, if Elijah Tucker is the best offensive lineman available on their board. Um, then it made more sense to get the move. And what you said about getting back the fourth round pick makes it made, made it a lot better too. Um, so it like they, when they moved from 23 to 14, it, you usually have to give up more than that and they didn't give up that much. So, um, I, I, th- I thought like at first I didn't like it, but now I, I, I see that. I, I think it's a solid move um, to protect Wilson. Like it's something you really have to do just so he doesn't end up being like the next Derek Carr or something or David Carr.
0: Or Sam Darnold, right? Sam exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> You're right.
2: Yeah. yeah you, have to, you have to protect the quarterback. And it's, some, it's something you see from teams that draft quarterbacks. They usually go offense, uh, offensive lineman or skill position uh, next. And, they just went both after after that, so uh, I thought I thought their strategy was pretty good.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that because they got Elijah Moore in the second round, and then they got Michael Carter in the fourth. As we said, they traded away their two third rounders. And I thought this was interesting because Elijah Moore was somebody that they heavily considered at number 23 if they had moved up to 14. And Michael Carter is somebody that they would have heavily considered in the third round if they had not moved those picks. They ended up getting him in the fourth. What did you think of those two picks? And also what did you think of the strategy overall to basically load up on offense and try and help the rookie quarterback with their premium picks?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great, great decision to do that. I mean, like, why, why you're going to draft a quarterback and not give him offensive players to to work with? Like, it, it doesn't make sense um, unless you already have good offensive weapons around around that quarterback. And the, the Jets don't. I mean, they, they had no running game last year. Uh, they had one good receiver in Jameson Crowder, uh, and the offensive line they had a ton of injuries last year. There's some talent there, but they had some holes, so they had to fill those holes. Um, and with Barrett Tucker, it's a huge upgrade in in the interior, and then getting Elijah Moore, who I think could be a number one receiver down the road. Um, I, I, I like that pick a lot, and I, I thought he was going to go in the early twenties. So I was surprised he fell into day two, and the Jets got a good bargain with him. And then Michael Carter is a solid running back; he can catch passes well out of the backfield. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he can carry a full workload, but he's um, he's going to be a solid backfield uh, weapon for Zach Wilson. So. Um, I I definitely like the strategy and I like the picks.
0: The rest of the draft was dedicated to picking defensive players. And Robert Salas said that the key word was versatility. He wanted guys that were scheme diverse. He wanted guys that were position diverse. And we've seen a move in a lot of ways towards positionless players in some regard. You see guys that could be a will linebacker and or a safety, somebody who could be a slot corner and or a safety Honey Badger is somebody that comes to mind when we talk about this. You look at what happened with Ken O'Neill and what it appears the Dallas Cowboys want to do with him and what the Jets wanted to do with him when they were trying to sign him. So they got a lot of guys late in the draft and then even in undrafted free agency. Any of the guys that they picked stand out to you? I know Michael Carter II is somebody that a lot of people talk about with high regard. I like Hamza Dean a lot from Florida State. Any of those guys stand out to you as potential late round bargains for the Jets?
2: Yeah, I thought Najla Odin was going to go earlier. I had him. I think I had him in the fourth round. So I thought uh, getting him in the sixth was uh, pretty good value. Uh, Michael Carter, the third, I thought was solid. And J- Jason Pinock, um, I, I thought he was. I, I think I had him in the fourth. So I, I thought that was a solid value as well. Um, and, and yeah, I, I like I like the strategy there uh, with you know getting a defensive coach. And I, I I've seen like you know when I, when a team hires a defensive coach, I usually see uh, you know the draft pundits saying. Oh, he's going to take defensive players early, and I, I found that's usually the opposite. If the if a team hires a defensive coach, they go they usually go offense early because they don't coach that side. And then later in the draft, they draft the players they think is they think are going to fit their scheme well. And you know, obviously Salah is a great defensive mind. Uh, so I, I feel like they're, the Jets are going to hit with one or two of these guys for sure. Uh, maybe not as like like great starters or anything, but with at least solid backups.
0: As an outside observer, what do you think of the job Joe Douglas has done so far? He came into a very difficult situation, and he was brought in by the coach that's no longer here. And so you have to keep that in mind. But if you look at the roster moves, both with free agency, with trades, with the draft, and then the decision to hire Robert Sala, do you think that the Jets are on the right path? Are you impressed with the job that Joe Douglas has done so far?
2: Yeah, I, I feel like he's, he's done very well uh, thus far. Yeah. Um, uh, it definitely looks promising um their the, the first time pick last year uh Mekhi Beckton was uh I, I thought was like it turned out to be outstanding i mean he he was great last year when when he was on the field um and some of the other moves he's made i i, I like you know, trading training donald away getting getting uh that good compensation for him um and it seems like the jets are, are going in, a, in the right direction at least like i guess i guess they, they couldn't go in the wrong direction after last year. Uh, but they're they're definitely um, I think they're a lot better. And uh, when I was writing my season preview up for them, um, it's, it's definitely like night and day compared from last year. Because last year I I think I predicted them to go um, I, I predicted them to go three and thirteen, and they went they ended up going two and fourteen. And this year, uh, you know, my projected record for them is not that much better. Uh, but I have them being more competitive, and I think they're about they're probably a year away from maybe challenging from the playoffs. I, I think um, you know, assuming Zach Wilson pans out. Uh, so I, I think that you know the, the record this year may not reflect um, how good they are uh, because they're they're so young and they, they have a, a lot of new parts they have to put together. Uh, but they're not going to get blown out every week like they were last year uh, in, early in the season. So um, you know, I, I think they can win four, five, maybe six games this year.
0: Elaborate a little bit more on that if you could Because you said you wrote a season preview for the Jets So I was curious to pick your brain on that You talked about it a little bit right there For me, my thought is And this is my expectation If the young players can continue to ascend Guys like Quinnen Williams, Makai Beckton, If we can see some of these draft picks contribute right away if we can see an offense that is actually fun to watch, and most of all, of course, if we see that the coaching staff appears to know what they're doing and that Zach Wilson looks like the real deal. He doesn't have to put up crazy numbers, but if he puts up strong numbers in his rookie campaign, the guy that I've always said should be the measuring stick here is not Justin Herbert because that would be ridiculous, but Joe Burrow before he got injured he was playing well he wasn't amazing but he was playing well he was solid particularly for a rookie so that to me is the measuring stick if he could be somewhere in that range as a rookie i think all jets fans should be happy what do you think are my expectations reasonable and how do they compare to what your season preview for the jets was
2: well i i think burrow was uh i I thought he played great uh before he got hurt He, he was on pace to break so many records as a as a rookie quarterback um but yeah, he got he got hurt unfortunately. But I, I think it's kind of the same situation where uh, Joe Burrow, uh, unlike Justin Herbert, he went to uh, basically a talentless team. Uh, the Bengals had no offensive line. They they had one good receiver in AJ Green, who was kind of like on his way out. And obviously, they drafted T Higgins, so it's kind of like Elijah Moore here, second or like an early second round pick. Um, and the running game was just just like average. Uh, so it, it, I like the comparison a lot with Joe Burrow. Like if Zach Wilson can play on Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's level, um, it'll it'll be basically mirror what the Bengals did last year. Like they didn't get a lot of wins, um, but they were very competitive in some of their games, and, and actually most of their games, unless they're playing a top level team, uh, you know they 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 were they either won or uh, came close to winning, and they, they even tied the Eagles, uh, I think, in week three. So. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's a good measuring stick is uh, what Joe Burrow did last year. I, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be as good, as good as Joe Burrow, but he definitely has a ton of upside, and I think he could at least come close. And if he does, like I, I think that four or five, like I said, four or five, maybe six wins is possible this year.
0: And do you think the Jets offense is going to be more watchable? You said more competitive, but more watchable, something that we can watch on a Sunday afternoon and not cringe looking at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rough at times last year. I I remember picking against them every week uh, early in the season just because they did they just didn't have the tools to compete. Uh, they like that all the receivers were hurt or all their offensive linemen were hurt. And, and they had Sam Darnold really struggling with Adam Gase. There's the fact that Adam Gase is gone by itself is going to help a lot. Um, but now they have a quarterback with more upside or at least he's, at least he's an unknown. Uh, I mean, with Sam Darnold, he was seeing ghosts and stuff like that. And he, he was a mess. Uh, but yeah, with Elijah Moore having just that game breaking ability uh, Michael Carter not being Frank Gore, um, you know Frank Gore is a, a used to be a great player but not anymore. So uh, having someone with upside in the backfield, uh, having a better blocker, interior blocker with Barrett Tucker uh, joining Beckton and George Van. So uh, yeah, their their offense is going to be a lot more exciting. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I think it it should do much better than last year.
0: Walter, let me pick your brain on the gambling side of things. What's your over-under for the Jets? you think that they're going to hit it? I think it was six, right? Is the over-under for them for wins at this moment in Vegas? What do you think? Are they going to go over or under that win total? Because you said before that you think they're going to come right up against that line. Push comes to shove, over-under.
2: Yeah, so I I would lean under just because they have so many young players, uh, so many unknowns, uh, but it's not something I would bet. Uh, There there are so many over-unders I like a lot more. Um, I think when we talked about the Jets on on my show, um, we were like, uh, it's kind of a non-bet because it's pretty close to where they're going to be. Uh, So it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they go seven and 10, um, but I I think that the most likely result is probably like five and 12, six and 11. So when you're right up against that number, um, you know, you can't really bet it. Uh, But like I said, I would go under just because there are so many question marks. Um, And and I feel like, like I said, it would be kind of like the Bengals last year where they were a lot better than they were the year before, but they still didn't win just because they didn't have the experience and and stuff like that. So I, I think, they're going to go through some growing pains this year for sure, uh, but I think it'll it'll be good for the long run.
0: Give me some early gambling predictions that people can make money on, some over-unders or some teams that you think could be good for futures bets, players that could be good for futures bets. What do you got, Walt?
2: I, I love the the Cardinals. I think their season win total is, is eight or eight and a half. Uh, I think they go way over. I have them at 12 and five. Um, if you look at last year, uh, they would have made the playoffs if Kyler Murray didn't get hurt. Uh, now they added uh, Rodney Hudson at center. Uh, they added J.J. Watt. They get Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones back from injury, uh, and if if Murray stays healthy, I think this team could win the Super Bowl. Um, if, you know, if the Bucks maybe have some injuries. I, I think right now I would say the Chiefs and Bucks go back to the Super Bowl. It's Something I never do is have a you know repeat prediction, but I think they're the two best teams by far. Uh, but if the Bucks suffer some injuries, um, I, I can see Arizona kind of creeping in and, and stealing that. And and they're forty to one to win the Super Bowl, which is kind of outrageous to me. I think they're a top five NFL team, and I think they're they're a great bet. I, I think the Panthers over their win total as well is pretty good. I, I know that the Jets Jets fans won't want to bet that because of Darnold, uh, but I, I think that they they have a lot of young defensive players who are going to improve. Uh, they have Joe Brady, who is going to be coaching Darnold, and I think Darnold could look a lot better uh, with with Brady. And considering his his supporting cast, uh, he like he had no one compared to Christian McCaffrey. Like he's going to be able to utilize him. He's going to have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson again, who he did well with. Uh, so I, I think the Panthers could surprise some people. I think I, I have them going nine and eight as something I published today. Um, and i I forget their season win total. I think it's like closer to six or six and a half, so I, I think they go over there as well. Um, and finally, I think Denver I, I would go over their win total and I would bet them to win the Super Bowl because um I don't think Aaron Rogers is coming back to Green Bay and I think Denver seems like the the favorite to trade for him so if if Rogers goes to Denver they they're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl as well so um yeah those those are my picks.
0: Walter Cherapinski, the owner of WalterFootball.com, one of the original gangsters, the OGs of online year-round draft content. Always love talking to you, brother. Thanks so much for making the time to come on for a bit. You just talked about some of the stuff you're working on, the over-unders, the season previews. Talk about that and everything else you've got going on right now at Walter Football.
2: Yeah, we have tons of content every day. Uh, We're we're posting a new season preview uh, every single day as well. I I talked about the Jets preview. It's not up yet, so it'll be up in a few weeks. I kind of go from AFC West to to NFC East in that order. Uh, So right now we're on the NFC South, but the Jets preview will be up soon. Uh, Charlie Campbell has a ton of draft content. He's starting to post scouting reports Uh, As well as uh, prospect rankings. So definitely check that out. And we have fantasy rankings uh, for every position. We have sleepers, busts. Uh, We posted a mock draft, fantasy mock draft as well. Uh, And we have 2022 mock drafts, 2023 mock drafts and 2024 NFL mock drafts. So uh, if you're looking uh, ahead to see what teams might do in the future, uh, you can definitely see that as well.
0: There you go. Check it all out at WalterFootball.com and check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com, including Charmin Phillips' review of Flight 2021, the four-part documentary series that the Jets put out chronicling their offseason, the draft, free agency, the hiring of Robert Sala, all of that. He's got all the key points, the highlights if you will You can check that out right now in his article And you can check out everything we're doing on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel too Luke Grant putting out a ton of great videos He's got film breakdowns for Michael Carter Michael Carter II, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson Plus he did one for Carl Lawson and for Corey Davis when they both signed We've got Kayla Pace with her exclusive commentaries, Paces Playbook. So check all that out. And if you haven't given us a five star view on iTunes yet, if you can go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help at the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.